Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Just hours away from NBA free agency, we've already got trades happening, including a major player making a major shift that will change things up in the Eastern Conference. To be sure, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Christopher Canty, what up? Big fella, I can't call it, man. Exciting times. My Yankees continue to roll along. Another win against the team that's inferior to them. I don't know how much I should celebrate them beating up on the A's, but it was a comeback win, and so I'll take it. Well, we're going to get to more on MLB later on in expansion. We will get to Keyshawn's response as we are going back and forth with number 19 and Mr. Canty and his takes. And what do you get the man who has everything? We will answer that in just a little while. For the meanwhile, let's roll. Here we go! Go, go. Only one place to start. The Hawks get all-star guard DeJounte Murray in a trade with the Spurs. Trey Young was really excited about getting DeJounte Murray in. I do feel for the, the fans there in San Antonio as they're losing a young star. For right now, I think it's certainly an, an upgrade for Atlanta. What an incredible move by the Atlanta Hawks getting DeJounte Murray. And I can argue that they gave up a lot, but I wouldn't argue very hard because it was well worth it to get a player like that. And maybe this is just a a little bit of bias on my part, but whenever a, a team is able to get a player of this magnitude, Chris Canty, you wonder how another team didn't get that player or didn't really truly get involved. And you look at it and... The New York Knicks got involved, but were not willing to go as far as the Atlanta Hawks, which was Danilo Gallinari, three first-round picks, and two of them unprotected, along with a pick swap. It might feel like a lot, especially when two of those picks are unprotected, but Chris, when the Atlanta Hawks are going to have Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, and the rest of their young core all of a sudden... I'm not too worried about pick swaps. I'm not too worried about unprotected picks. The Hawks made a hell of a trade here, and I'm wondering how the Knicks could not do something similar when, as you pointed out yesterday, 11 picks first round over the next three years. Yeah, and eight of them being tradable, Carl, and that's the part that Knicks fans should feel awful about. And to add insult to injury, the 2023 first-round pick from the Charlotte Hornets yeah, that came via the Knicks because the Knicks actually had that pick and gave it up for Cam Reddish, who then in turn did not do anything in terms of being a value add for the Knicks this past season. So, jury's still out on what kind of player he's going to become in the NBA, but if you're a Knicks fan, not only did you miss out on getting DeJounte Murray, but the team that got him used an asset that the Knicks held midway through the season in order to pull off this coup. So, that's the part... If you're a Knicks fan, you can't feel great about. And I'm sitting here wondering, Carlin, what's the next move for Leon Rose and for Tom Thibodeau? Because Jalen Brunson, the guy that you're fighting with the Miami Heat tooth and nail for in order to land in free agency, he's a piece, but he can't be the end of the rebuild. And so I'm wondering if it's not going to be DeJounte Murray coming in to help play alongside Jalen Brunson um, and reshape this franchise then who's the other guy that you're now going to pivot to, or is there another guy? Because it doesn't seem like it was an asking price that was outside of the Knicks' um, reach. It just seems like it was a place that the Knicks weren't willing to go. And my only question to that would be, why? 
Why is a great question. Because he fits the bill in every single way. The guy's a great guard. The guy distributes the ball well. He rebounds. He plays defense. He's everything that Tom Thibodeau would theoretically want in a guard. Well, Carlin, the, the last part that you made, the last point about DeJounte's game that you made, him being a good defender, yeah, that, that's going to that's gonna be important if you do get Jalen Brunson. Because nobody is going to confuse Jalen Brunson for Gary Payton. No, they are not. He is, he, is, <laughs> he is not known for his defensive prowess. But DeJounte he ain't Murray even the mitten. Of, he's exactly, not the glove. But, Mur- but Murray is one of the best backcourt defenders in the entire NBA. And not to mention he's an all-star, and the guy averaged 21-9-8 and eight last season. So, it j- And he's under contract for the next couple of years, Carlin. Yep. So, I mean, it's not like you'd have to address that. It gives you some degree of financial flexibility still. So, I just I don't understand why the Knicks were unwilling to go there. At some point, you're going to have to take a big swing in order to dramatically improve this team. Players like DeJounte Murray don't come available often. A 25-year-old all-star that, that's seemingly on the upswing in terms of his trajectory. Why wouldn't you offer up an unprotected pick or two or at least be able to do enough to, to entice the Spurs to do business with you in terms of the number of total first-round draft picks as opposed to conceding to the Atlanta Hawks and letting them land DeJounte Murray. I I just don't get that. Here's Brian Windhorst this morning on ESPN New York, ESPN NBA insider, on how close the Knicks actually were to trading for Murray. The Knicks were definitely definitely had some talks. I will say that I've seen the Knicks get some criticism for not winning this bidding war. The Hawks gave up an extraordinary haul. To get DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray is a very good player. He's a 25-year-old all-star on a very good contract for the next two years. These players do not come around very often, which is why there was a bidding war for him. And the Hawks paid for that. Not only did they offer two unprotected picks, which is just, when you offer unprotected picks, especially multiple, chances are you're going to get burned. And a pick swap. I, I, I would almost guarantee you that one of those three picks is going to sting the Hawks pretty badly. I just think the Knicks weren't willing to bid in that zone, I kind of don't blame them. Now, if you want to say that, how is that going to help them, you know, that attitude help them, we have to see what they do with this bounty of picks. They have 11 firsts in the next seven years. I kind of do blame them instead of kind of don't, Canty, because this is what it's supposed to be about. When this kind of star becomes available, this is what they were positioning themselves for. If I get burned in 2025 or 2027, I'll live with it right now to give myself that opportunity to take the next step. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. If it doesn't work out with DeJounte Murray in New York, if you're able to get him and Jalen Brunson, you won't be around for 2025 or 2027. (laughs) What difference does it make? I mean, you're trying to hold on to assets and draft picks for another regime. So, I mean, at that point, I I get it. Leon Rose is looking at this and saying, this won't be the last young star that's on the move. But in terms of your timeline and trying to develop your young talent, it seems like this was the perfect spot for this Knicks regime to be able to have this influx of veteran talent to help bring these young guys along and have those players take the next step. Guys like R.J. Barrett, guys like Emmanuel Quickly and Obi Toppin, being mm. able to add not only Jalen Brunson, but DeJounte Murray helps those guys take a huge leap in the right direction. And if you're the Knicks, those would become the assets that you are developing, not the draft picks. Those would become the assets that you're developing in order to trade for yet another player that could potentially be an all-star caliber guy that wants out of his situation. So it just depends on how you look at it. But 
I mean, Carla, it's hard to stomach this if you're a Knicks fan, the fact that Murray goes to Atlanta as opposed to coming to Madison Square Garden because it seems like this was something that was within their grasp and they just decided they weren't going to go there. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And then there is a fascinating scenario that is developing across town in Brooklyn with the Nets and rumors that Deontay Ayton could end up in Brooklyn for a package. Or, or DeAndre Ayton. Did I say DeAndre Ayton? You said Deontay. Oh, I thought I said DeAndre. I'm no. sorry. DeAndre Ayton <laughs> could end up in Brooklyn for a package that included Joe Harris and what else are we talking about here? I mean, Nick Claxton, Nick Claxton, who's a good rim yeah. protector who they need. And can you just imagine for a moment that we actually end up in a scenario where DeAndre Ayton is with Kevin Durant, is with Kyrie Irving, is with Ben Simmons. Look, I've gone on record saying I still believe the Nets are going to be the biggest disaster in terms of super teams in NBA history. But if that happens and Kyrie plays 60 games, it's a wrap. No, it, it would be a, a wrap, Carl. I mean, if, if DeAndre Ayton goes to the Nets, I mean, you have to view them as the favorite to win the Eastern Conference, right? Like, oh, I almost want to see if Kyrie is capable of blowing that up. <laughs> right? It, it, I mean, that, that's what it would have to be. It would have to be something internal that ends up being the demise for that Nets team because they would be so talented. But here's the thing. If you're able to add DeAndre Ayton, Carlin, it's almost as if the Nets have a hedge against Kyrie Irving leaving at some point, whether it's at the trade deadline or leaving in the 2023 offseason because it gives you yet another young star that you can build around. So we, we don't know what Ben Simmons is going to be. We, we, we don't know what, that, what that's going to look like. But I will say this. I'd rather bet on talent, and if you're talking about having Ben Simmons and DeAndre Ayton moving forward and Kyrie Irving decides to leave and Kevin Durant wants to force his way out, well, now all of a sudden you have two young building block pieces and you have the most tradable asset in the NBA in Kevin Durant who would be under contract for another three years after this season that you could then flip for you know, multiple players, multiple picks, and potentially get another all-star caliber player. So – I mean, them being able to land DeAndre Ayton, you know, just continues to swing the pendulum and give power back to Josai and Sean Marks and really being able to reestablish their control over this franchise. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, in for Greeny today, on your smart speaker as well, and of course, on the ESPN app. We've got so much to get to today. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with our easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. So up next, the Eastern Conference now all of a sudden could be in major flux, especially with some news out of Philadelphia. We will fill you in next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Deontay Ayton. Greeny, the podcast.
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Bit of a surprising move in Philadelphia yesterday that could have some implications on the Eastern Conference. It is Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny gallivanting all over Europe. We'll get to that uh, in just a little bit. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and can help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider, this morning on KJM on the decision by James Harden to opt out of his $47.4 million option for next season and what it could mean for Embiid and what it could mean for the Sixers. One of the frustrations that he had at the end of last season was the team just didn't have enough. They didn't have enough depth, especially with the way Harden was playing. Harden wasn't playing well enough to justify the depth that they gave up. So here we have Harden helping, not only because if P.J. Tucker does sign today or tomorrow with the with the Sixers, that's a big James Harden recruit. James Harden has been recruiting P.J. Tucker. This is what Joel Embiid has been looking for. He's been looking for a partner to help him. I mean, ultimately, I think... He'd like to see uh, Harden be a higher performer on the court. That's what's mm-hmm. most important. But I have to believe that after watching Harden for the first couple of months, Embiid might have been a little worried, and this may be bringing him a little bit back towards this could work. I could understand where Embiid would be worried, but now if we're talking about Harden actively recruiting guys and maybe actually working hard this off season after the last two years where he was trying to force his way out of situations, Chris, for me – This would add a lot to the Sixers if they were to bring in P.J. Tucker. It would move the needle for me because that is somebody 
that would really, I think, make a difference. And apparently just said on first take a little while ago that the Sixers are looking to add three to five players with the thought that guys like Tobias Harris, who is on a max contract, would be gone. Yeah, I mean, they have a full $10.5 million exception, and then they've got the mid-level exception as well, and then a biannual exception. So there's a lot of different ways that the Sixers can add salary and add players that complement what Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, and James Harden bring to the table. But, Carlin, here's the thing that I think is the, 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 the thing that folk, people have to focus on the most when it comes to what Philadelphia's outlook is for the upcoming season. The commitment that you're getting from James Harden. You have to have a little bit of awareness as a player at this stage in your career. If it's all about competing for championships, there's some give and take. And James Harden is showing a willingness to be able to give the organization some degree of financial flexibility so they can put the requisite pieces around him in order to accentuate what he does best at this stage, but then also take advantage of Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. And so for James Harden, to be willing to come off of that $47.5 million option that he had and to back off in terms of the overall you know, amount of money that he's going to be paid out in whatever extension that they do. I just think that that puts Daryl Morey in a good spot in terms of being able to go out and get players because one thing you can't criticize Daryl Morey about is being able to evaluate talent. He can do that. And so for James Harden, seeing him the last couple of years have this commitment to find a way to be able to win a championship, I can appreciate that. Because he's showing he's he's basically showing everybody what's the most important thing to him. It's not money. The most important thing for him is being able to win and compete for a championship. And so I appreciate where James Harden is coming from. Think about this, Carlin. He left the Brooklyn Nets. Why? Because he didn't think that team had a chance to contend with Kyrie Irving behaving the way that he was. He got out of there. He didn't want any parts of it. Somehow Kyrie made him the voice of reason. Well, that, well, but that's what I'm pointing to. He's yeah. like, you, I have no time to waste. I got to get out of Brooklyn because I'm trying to win a championship because everybody is telling me this is what's missing off of my resume. Okay, come to this offseason. Well, you know, the Sixers don't have a lot of options because they traded so much for James Harden, and he's not nearly the player that he once was. Okay, James Harden, take a little less money. Give us some opportunities to be flexible and add some more players. And, oh, by the way, yeah, James Harden's going to go ahead and throw in P.J. Tucker, a guy he's been recruiting, a player that he has a personal relationship with. That's what you want to see. And so you have to be at least a little optimistic today if you're a Sixers fan based on how they're trying to reshape this team this offseason. And James Harden is really the one that's giving you that opportunity by coming off of some of the contractual demands um, that we otherwise assume that he would want. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Now, the question remains, like, depending on what happens here, if Tobias Harris is gone and they are reshaping this, but if we're just, uh, that's one thing. If we're talking about adding, adding P.J. Tucker to what the Sixers are right now and bringing back uh, Harden on a deal that is more friendly, does that now cement them? As a top three to four team in the East, does that put them as a team that you feel like is a lot to be in that situation? Mm. For me, a top four, yes. Yeah, I think so, Carlin. I think for I think so because for the top four, I'm, I'm really looking at Boston, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and then you have to have Philadelphia in that conversation. Now, could Atlanta sneak in there? Could could they could they make a, make a case make an might. argument? 
<laughs> they might be able to. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll see what happens to some of the other interesting teams in the East, like Chicago, like Toronto. But, yeah, I mean, you have to like where where the Philadelphia 76ers are heading. And, Carlin, here's the thing. You, you got to try to do whatever it takes to take advantage of Embiid while he's at the height of his powers because who knows how long he's going to be able to stay healthy? Who knows how long he's going to be able to continue to play at the level that we saw him last year? I mean, you know, it's almost as if time is working against you when it comes to Embiid. Well, you I'm not have gonna, to I'm maximize not, this at I'm 27, not, I, 28. Yeah. I'm not going to say he's like a running back in the NFL, but it's kind of going in that direction in terms of the overall shelf life with him playing at this level. When you so are you a got, guy so like you got to shuffle the debt. You got to yes. shuffle the debt. You got to bring in more pieces. Yeah. And the thing that I like about the PJ Tucker signing, if they're able to land him, is that PJ Tucker is a dog defensively. He's going to get after, yep. who, you know, you know, two through four. He's going to get after those guys. We've seen how he can defend. Um, I mean, he was the difference in the championship team for the Milwaukee Bucks two years ago. I mean, he was a big part of why the Miami Heat were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference coming into the playoffs. Like he is just a dog defensively. So you got to have that. But what he also brings to you offensively, Carlin, think about it. The way he can space the floor, he can spot up and knock down that three in the corner. That's only going to create more room for Embiid and Maxi and Harden to operate. They need that. Too many times when the Sixers have Matisse Thibel, their defensive stopper on the floor, I mean, when they're on offense, they're basically going four and five against the opposing team. You know, I mean, funny, Matisse Thibel is awful offensively. So, being able to replace that element with a P.J. Tucker in your starting lineup, I think that's huge in terms of what that does from a spacing standpoint on offense for Embiid, Harden, and Maxi. The one question I would ask is I love P.J. Tucker. I think he can help the Sixers, undoubtedly. We said this during the postseason. If you are a team that has P.J. Tucker and you let him go and he signs with the Miami Heat, doesn't that make you question your decision-making? We were saying that about the Milwaukee Bucks this past year. Conversely, if you are a team that wants to sign P.J. Tucker and the Miami Heat are letting him go as well as they are managed, does that now say something of, mm, hang on a second, why are the Heat letting P.J. Tucker walk away? No, I'm not worried about that. I mean, the Miami Heat are trying to improve, and they, they got to get better at point guard. And I don't know that if they're trying to take that step, they're going to have the money to be able to re-sign P.J. Tucker. So, no, I don't, I don't, see, I don't read anything into that, Carlin. Listen, P.J. Tucker played in 71 games last year and averaged 28 minutes a game. I, I, I have no issues, uh, reservations about signing P.J. Tucker. I, I mean, you wonder how long he can continue to play, but the guy's a workout warrior. He takes care of himself. Um, and, and, and so and beyond that, Carlin – he adds that element of toughness that you need, not just physical toughness, but mental toughness. And that was something that showed up in that series against the Miami Heat for the Sixers in the second round. So that's that's an area where the Sixers have got to get better. And they don't necessarily have somebody that, that provides that element on their squad. P.J. Tucker gives them that in spades. Cantia Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio. One other thing about this, though. While you know talking to people yesterday – it definitely feels like it is going to be a done deal with Jalen Brunson to the Knicks. It does have to scare the hell out of you, even if it's just window dressing that he's going to meet with the Miami Heat. It does I mean, have to is, scare is, the is, hell is out there, of you. Is there any executive that's better than closing the deal on a free agent that he wants than Pat Riley? No. That's why I mean, it has to scare all, all, the hell out Carl, of you. Carl, all he has to do is pull out the rings. 
Yeah. I mean, you got, I got all That's those rings with the Lakers, what all those rings with the did. Heat. Yeah. I saw Chris Bosh on an interview lately, uh, recently, and that's literally what he said he did. He put one of his rings on Chris Bosh as he was about to get up and leave and said, you can hang on to that till we win ours together. But, but here's the thing, though, Carlin. <laughs> Think about this. If you're Jalen Brunson and you want these three teams that you're granting meetings to to outline the path that they're going to take in order to make it a contender – I mean, how could you not feel better about what Miami's plan would be in comparison to what the Mavs have going on and what the Knicks have going on? And in the Knicks case, Carlin, the fact that they were unwilling to give up unprotected first-round draft picks for an all-star that's 25, year old, 25 years old and Jajante Murray, like, think about that. Think yeah. about the message that you're sending to Jalen Brunson. Like, I just – I mean, I, listen, you hired his dad, Rick Brunson, his agent – uh, Sam Sam Rose is Leon Rose's son. Leon Rose has known him since he was a baby. Like I, all of that stuff is well and good. Playing in your hometown, that's great. But if competing at a championship level is the top priority for Jalen Brunson, there is no better destination for him than the Miami Heat. There isn't. No. And the I, Miami Heat could potentially pay him more than the New York Knicks in a sign and trade. We also I, have to factor that in as well. I just hope that – it has to be a situation where it's window dressing. And the deal's already done, and they're trying to make sure that it looks good from a tampering standpoint. That's what I'm hoping. But even anytime, if I'm going to get Brunson in the room is with Riley, really, i got a problem. Is it really tampering if it's talking with your dad at the dinner table? Is yes. that tampering? Yes, it is now. By definition, it, it is. No, man. Come on, man. Stop I mean, it. Listen, Stop we all it. know it's going on. Come on. Let's be real about <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. But it's it still, like... I'm not letting my girlfriend go on a date with somebody that's better looking than me. <laughs> that's, that's a fair happening. point. Well, that's essentially what is taking place if if you're the New York Knicks and watching Jalen Brunson meet with the Miami Heat. To be clear, when I was single and not now, I am married now for happily for 15 years. And by the way, that wasn't really much of a problem back in the day. Wow. <laughs> Stop it. Carlin Stop yourself. Stop yourself. On ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. My friends, remember the first time you discovered something amazing? Like when you saw your first summer blockbuster in a theater or watch your favorite band live in concert? Well, what if that could happen to you with your job? Maybe there's a job that was made for you. ZipRecruiter can help you find it. Like a personal recruiter, ZipRecruiter works for you to find a great job or discover new opportunities that are the right fit for you. ZipRecruiter also pitches your profile to employers and they can invite you to apply for jobs. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Canty and Carlin in for a grainy. Of course, we have had this back and forth with Keyshawn Johnson over the last few days with some of the ridiculous statements that Keyshawn has made most recently was his list yesterday that we surmised from the outside might have been a list that was made up at the last moment as if you had shown up to homeroom and forgot that you had homework that had to be done where Keyshawn made the list of the five quarterbacks who are going to keep you up at night well Canty and I both kind of you know, looked at this list and we're like, with a Kanye, we gave it a Kanye shrug. Let's yes. call it what it is. We gave it the Kanye shrug. Like, hmm. yeah. I mean, we can't put a lot of stock into what Keyshawn Johnson is doing. And the list makes 
less sense, Carlin, the more people try to explain it. Like, the, like I was listening to Booker McFarlane on Get Up this morning, and he was saying, well, you know, the quarterbacks that Keyshawn has on his scariest QB list, they all have the element of mobility to their game, and that's why Kyler Murray is in there. He's not saying that this is a top-five quarterback list. It's just that these guys are scary because they have the ability to make these off-schedule plays, second reaction plays, uh, you know, go off-script. All of that sounds well and good. But how do you have Kyler Murray on this list and not have Justin Herbert on this list? You don't. Help me understand. It's not like Justin Herbert is the Statue of Liberty. Justin Herbert can actually move around. And if you're looking at what they did last year, they had the same amount of yards per rush, 4.8, both of them. Kyler Murray had five rushing touchdowns. Justin Herbert had three. Kyler Murray had 400 yards rushing on, what, 15, 20 more rushing attempts? Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert had 300. I just—it's not like Justin Herbert can't move. No, he can move, but he can also throw. He threw for five thousand yards last year and thirty-eight touchdowns. I don't know how that doesn't keep defensive coordinators and defensive players up at night. It makes absolutely no sense. And so I just feel like people, have, Carlin. I feel like people need to just come off of this. Stop trying to defend the Keyshawn list and just acknowledge that it's a lot of ridiculousness. And, and listen. To take it a step further, we want to talk about mobility. That's all fine. Guys that are going to keep you up at night, that's all fine. The guy that got sacked 51 times last year threw for 34 touchdowns and 4,600 yards and took his team to the Super Bowl, mm. and that's Joe Burrow. Ooh. And if you want to listen, I'm not going to get into whether or not he can run around or not. The guy was getting absolutely destroyed and still making plays left and right. And yes, if he got out on the run, could he make a play? Eh, he's not. He's, again, not a statue. Not yeah, a statue. Not a statue. Somebody that should keep you up at night when you have to worry about them. So here's Keyshawn's response this morning because you knew there would be one to you directly on your take. They feel this way about Kyler Murray because in the offseason, he wanted his money. And it, the, as soon as he was eligible for it, he pitched a you-know-what fit. So everybody soured on him because of those sour those things. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, Kyler Murray's not this, he's not that. Then he had a bad playoff game against the eventual Super Bowl champions in his first playoff stint. People need to just chill, man, and understand what the question was. No one said top five quarterback in the National Football League. That's not the question. The question is, dangerous and scary that keeps defensive coordinators up at night, Mr. Canty. You should know having played defense. Your response. I do I do I do know because I did play defense and Justin Herbert would keep me up at night a lot more than Kyler Murray would. <laughs> There's no question about it. Like not only do I have to worry about the guy being a threat when it comes to uh you know being in the the read zone running game, like he he can absolutely pull the football and run around the edge of the defense and outflank the edge defender because he's got the wheels to do it. But Carlin, you're also talking about a guy that can throw the ball on a rope 70 yards downfield. Like that has to scare you. And so I I just don't understand where people are coming from. Like, especially Keyshawn with saying that Kyler Murray is scarier than Justin, than Justin Herbert. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense at all. And then Here's the thing, Carlin. Here's the kicker for me. Like, we're talking about this list. I, I don't have a problem with the other four names on the list, but but I do have a problem with the order. 
of the other four names on the list. You're talking, about, you're talking about a guy that won back-to-back MVPs in Aaron Rodgers being fourth on the scariest quarterbacks list. How is he fourth? Help He's me out with that one. Then you're talking about maybe the most unique physical specimen at the quarterback position in the game today in Josh Allen, who, you know, in addition to doing the things with his arms, had over 700 yards rushing last year. How, how, how is a guy that's 6'5", 250 pounds, that can run by you or run you over and throw the football through a brick wall, not one of the scary, not higher than what he – I just – I don't understand the list. I, I don't understand the list. I don't get the list. It, it's frustrating to me. Um, but, but everybody wants to defend Keyshawn's list. I just – I don't understand it. I think it's indefensible. Well, Personal here's, opinion. Here's why you think that. Because it is. It is indefensible. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. But you know what? Vegas gets it, and there's a reason why Vegas has the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen as the favorite to win the NFL championship this year. So, hey, he's a scary quarterback. There's no getting around that. But he, he's, a, he's a scary quarterback. Carlin, he, <laughs> you all know, let me say this, Carlin, probably the most impressive throw that I saw just, just Josh Allen make this season was an incompletion to Stephon Diggs. And you'll know the one I'm talking about. It was in the win game with the New England Patriots. Yeah. And he threw it to the back pylon in the end zone. Yeah. And came up just short. But that was a game where nobody could throw the football. Yeah. And that guy had the arm talent to put it just a step away from Steph Diggs under those circumstances. And Chris, How listen, is that not scary? <laughs> week 18, I was calling the game up in Buffalo against the Jets, and there was some Bad, bad conditions. That dude was spinning it through some real win pregame, and it was ridiculous what he was doing. Unbelievable, ridiculous. Unbelievable. But Keyshawn the, has got him. Keyshawn has got him. What third? He's third scariest. I don't know. Is he thirteenth? I don't know. I think, I, think he's, I think he's got him. He's got him as the third scariest quarterback in the NFL. Greeny, the podcast. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 
Rob Manfred wants to do some good things, but one thing he wants to do is just, what's the word I'm looking for? Dumb. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, in for Grinny today, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Chris, now, I'm is this Car- Is this Carlin at Hobarth College dumb? Or is it I mean, that's setting that? the bar pretty high. I'm just trying to figure out how dumb is it on, on the scale of dumb. Not that far. It's not that far. I mean, if we're if we're making Carlin in college a ten, yes, this is probably at about an eight. Okay, all right. This is so probably it's up, at about it's up an eight. there. It's up there. So there are good things that Rob Manfred wants to do. And by the way, if you haven't checked it out, there is a lengthy piece on ESPN.com, lengthy interview with Don Van Atta Jr. that you're going to want to check out with Rob Manfred because it, it does tell you a lot. And one of the first questions that is actually asked is, do you hate baseball? <laughs> because <laughs> so many people actually do think that he hates baseball, and he admits that it rubs him the wrong way when he gets that question. But out of this, some of the news that came you know, next year, having a pitch clock uh, very close to that, having that happen, by 2024, robotic umpires on balls and strikes, very much a possibility. And these are things that are tr- attempting to make the game better. And I, I like that and, and try to move it along. Yes. The, the one thing I have trouble with, Chris, he wants to expand to 32 teams. Are we paying attention to the landscape here? You've got a team in Oakland that earlier this year had under 2,500 fans at a game. And it was happening more than once. It was absolutely ridiculous. Oakland has been trying to get out of Oakland forever. For absolutely <laughs> forever. And seemingly they can't. Tampa, they have a team that has been consistently good, and yet they still have the upper deck in Tampa, like they do in Oakland, tarped over. Nobody can even, they can't exceed a crowd of more than 25000 because they know they're going to lose more money if they open up the upper deck and have people working uh, to try to take care of the eight people that are sitting upstairs. Mm-hmm. And yet we want to expand even further as opposed to taking these teams and maybe moving them somewhere else there, where there might be more demand. By the way, where is that? Vegas, I would think, would be one. Yeah, Vegas would be one. But here's the thing, Carlin. I don't know that there's anybody that's asking for that. I mean, when we start talking about the average age of a baseball fan, it's 57 years old, which, which is by far the, 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 the highest of any of the four major Amer- North American team sports. And so I don't understand why Rob Manfred is thinking of expansion at this time when all those other innovations need to take place to see if they can drive the growth of the game, especially making an appeal to a younger demographic. That has to be the biggest thing. Like, when you start talking about going with the pitch clock, when you start talking about going with the electronic strike zone, which everybody at home that's watching the game can see already, those things make sense because they lend themselves to having more action in the game. It's not just going to be home runs and strikeouts. You're going to get more base hits. You're going to get more guys going gap to gap. Eliminating the shift is going to create more opportunities uh, for guys to put the ball in play. All of those things matter in terms of being able to attract a younger fan base. And I think that's where they need to focus on. Yeah, It doesn't need to be a money grab by adding two additional teams and adding that much more inventory when it comes to the television market. I, I just... 
I, I, I don't think that that's the direction that Major League Baseball needs to be going in, and, and Rob Manford and the league office need to pull that back. That, that's median, not where this should go. The median age for the baseball fan right now is 57. Yeah. And while baseball lets you know that they're up from to a $10 billion a year business, up from eight when Manfred took over, the part of the, some of the reasons that they are not just creating more money but also because he reorganized the minor leagues. What reorganized the minor leagues means is he shut down half the minor league teams. Yes. That was a Jeff Lunau idea from the Astros of why are we sending these guys to all these minor league teams when we could just bring them in and keep them in our extended spring training and teach them the way we want them to do things. And that has single-handedly uh, taken away an awful lot of local business from teams in America. It's just absurd. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.